My mom does a year in prison, gets out, and then we move into a, a low-income women and children's shelter where now we're on welfare. And the area that we moved to was Santa Monica. So, you know, all my peers were better off than I was. You know, they had all the flyest kicks, all the, the newest gear, back to school wasn't an issue for them. But for me, I'm on welfare. So it was it was a challenge. Um, and then I'm angry. You know, the, the family just exploded. So I, I have a lot of anger issues. My mom couldn't f- afford to buy me shoes. And I'm rocking Payless shoes and I'm playing basketball, working on my left-handed layup. And I got big holes in my sneakers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, her trying to be resilient. And she came up with this idea that I didn't really agree with. But she's like, let's just put some cardboard in your your shoes so oh. it can make the, the, uh, the pair last a little longer. And I was like, What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode here at Off the Cuff, where conversations lead to inspiration, the LA edition. We're here in Los Angeles with the founder of Have a Soul, a nonprofit organization where their mission is to provide at-risk youth and homeless people with quality footwear to encourage happiness, confidence, and health. They've touched thousands of lives across the country by providing over 40,000 sneakers to those in need. He's appeared on The Ellen Show numerous publications, and has collaborated with Nike, the Los Angeles Rams, Dallas Mavs, and the list goes on. I'm super excited for this episode here. So without further ado, here's Off the Cuff with Ricky Mendez. Ricky. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Welcome to the show, man. Appreciate it. LA is in the house. Yes. You, I mean, you're rocking it on the hat, right? <laughs> you see it. Exactly, man. I love, uh, I love what you do. Like, you know, we highlighted a little bit more about what you kind of did in the intro, um, and I really want to capture the essence of mm-hmm. kind of how it all started, right? Um, I want to give the viewers a little bit more of a background story of kind of how all this came about. Um, you know, one day, uh, you know, just through the cycle of me looking for talent and, and reaching out to the people who uh, I believe are super inspirational, like yourself. Thank you. Uh, my fiance, who's in the room today, uh, shout outs to her. Um, she actually told me about you. She was watching a home edit episode and she's like, Yo, you have to get this guy on the show. And she showed me that little clip yeah. where you kind of appeared. And at that moment, I started just to dive in a little bit more into your mm-hmm. story, what you were about. I fell into this pigeonhole and I was like, no, like I literally got goosebumps because I'm like, I need this guy on the show. Appreciate that. You know, in full circle moment, we're here today. Here we are. You know, and that's a beautiful thing um, with with just attracting good and people doing good, you kind of attract that energy back. So, you know, I want to talk a little bit more uh, about your story okay. and kind of have a soul and, and the inspiration behind it. Yeah. Well, no, first of all, thank you so much for having me. The story of have a soul, man, really starts when I was nine years old and, and, you know, happy family, um, me, my dad, my brother, my mom, all under one roof, um, normal family. Um, I'm nine years old and I, I'm not aware that they are abusing and um, using drugs and alcohol. Uh, so much to the point where, you know, one night my mom has a psychotic break while on methamphetamines and, you know, has this idea that her husband is cheating. And, um, yeah, it's just something happened to where everything went wrong and I'm sleeping on the couch and and then, you know, I'm, I'm awoken or you know, I'm awakened by the uh, L.A. County sheriffs. So I'm like, what happened? What happened? And it turns out that my mom had um, shot the other woman um, in the arm. 
And yeah, she was right. Uh, he was, he was in fact cheating. And, um, yeah, so that night everything changed, you know, happy family to just ground zero, you know, life has been shaken up. So from there it, um, my mom does a year in prison, gets out, and then we move into a, a low-income women and children's shelter where now we're on welfare. And the area that we moved to was Santa Monica. So, you know, all my peers were better off than I was. You know, they had all the flyest kicks, all the, the newest gear, back to school wasn't an issue for them. But for me, I'm on welfare. So it was it was a challenge. Um and then I'm angry, you know, the the family just exploded. So I, I have a lot of anger issues. My mom can afford to buy me shoes and I'm rocking Payless shoes and I'm playing basketball, working on my left-handed layup and I got big holes in my sneakers mm-hmm. and, you know, her trying to be resilient. And she came up with this idea that I didn't really agree with, but she's like, let's just put some cardboard in your, your shoes so oh. it can make the, the, uh, the pair last a little longer. And I was like, man, that's stupid. You know, and I'm just now I'm 10. Uh, and then one, one morning, a woman who lived at the shelter before us was coming and sharing her story and noticed I had big holes in my sneakers and ended up taking me to the van store and bought me two pairs of vans. So, you know, I remember the smell, I remember the, the, the touch, the fabrics and everything that came with that, like the the confidence that came with the, the pair, um, both pairs. And I was like, wow, okay. No matter what I do, I want new shoes in my life. So life moves on, and, and I was really just a troubled youth myself um, is what I'd probably be, la- be labeled. Uh, let's see here. Uh, didn't graduate from high school. Um, got kicked out. I was arrested a few times before I turned 18. Um, yeah, the list goes on. Man, I was really heading down the, the similar path than what my family was, you know, my family did. Uh, so from there, I went straight to work. I did jobs like construction, Toys R Us, pet store, Costco. And no matter what happened with these jobs, I would definitely grab a new pair of shoes every week, you know, every paycheck, no matter what, from SBs to, to high top blazers or high top dunks and Jordans and Air Forces, patent leather, Air Force, like just all of them. And I just, no matter what. But what what started to happen was, you know, I was hiding behind the the material items, you know, like, um, you know, just trying to buy Louis belts and and just trying to really maintain this appearance that I was fitting in. Right. But I was always just like, man, kind of just hiding in plain sight. Right. Because I wasn't comfortable um, in most rooms. I, I felt like I held no value. I had. Uh, no ability to hold conversations, no education, didn't graduate high school. Like, so these are things that I would often tell myself in, in every situation, right? But one thing I did feel comfort um, from were my sneakers. Um, so more years go by, um, kind of lost, and, you know, I get fired from a couple jobs, and I'm, you know, you're just like one moment away from becoming homeless again. And um, it's like, damn, this is crazy. So... Um, yeah, miracle happened. Uh, my mom got me a job as a, a production assistant on commercials. I ended up booking a commercial, um, also as talent and, um, yeah, everything just kind of changed there. And then I, I started to, uh, PA on these commercials and, and met a lot of people and, 
I remember I was working on a music video and I had my little like Canon elf and I was shooting just the talent and it was uh, a group called Brother featuring Fabulous. So I was mm-hmm. shooting Fab and this is back before social media days, right? Yeah. So there was like no NDAs, there was no nothing. Like you could just shoot and I was like capturing all the moments, the background dancers, like everybody. And uh, for whatever reason, I showed the director uh, one of my pictures or two of them um, and he was like, oh, those are amazing. You should get paid for that. You should get paid to do that. And I was like, what? I can do that? So I found photography and I, I fell in love with taking pictures of fashion and, and sunsets and just like landscapes. And yeah, I got really good at it. So, you know, there were moments where I was like, man, I want to become a, a world famous photographer. But then I would start to sabotage myself and and say like, I don't really have the business mind or education to get paid for my work. So I couldn't figure out how to do it. I was just so in love with creating and like, you know, you'd have a model there, you'd have fat, uh, you'd have your, your uh, wardrobe stylist and your, um, your hair and makeup and we'd all be creating something and everyone loved the images that came out of all of it. But for some reason I couldn't figure out how to get paid for that. Um, so more years go by and, and you know, um, social media lands and I'm like, okay, cool. I, I built somewhat of an organic Instagram following with, you know, a lot of uh, fashion models and all that. And I was like, okay, cool. This is a good direction. Um, but then I was just like, man, this, you know, my, the direction and passion for photography started to just fall apart. And from there I was like, okay, what am I doing now? You know, and then at this point, I have 150 pairs of shoes in my collection, and I'm only wearing about six of them. So, I started to despise where the sneaker culture went. You know, camping out, trying to get shoes that I had no access to getting, and it's like, damn, this is getting crazy. So, you know, one night I was just I couldn't sleep, and I was like, you know, I asked, I was like, what am I doing with my life? And God was like, give away your sneaker collection, and I'll show you what you're doing. And I was like, oh wow, okay. So then from that moment, woke up the next morning um, or, you know, that next morning I, I called one of my friends and he was like, oh, that's a dumb idea. You're not going to do it. Called my mom. She's like, oh, just, you know, think about it some more. You, you love your sneakers. I was like, no, I've never been more certain of anything. I'm, wow. giving, I'm giving these out. So from there, that was when when Have a Soul was born. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll kind of close that story with, you know, this, all this trauma that I faced as a kid, the family just in pieces, you know, my mom actually wrote a book about it called mother load and you know, where it, it goes into detail about the night that she shot the woman, just all of the, the mess that we've, well, my parents created for us. And, um, you know, she put it all on the paper and I was so proud of her. And, and then, you know, my father actually read the book and we were like, oh, what is he going to say? This is crazy. And he, you know, he calls me up after he reads the book and he's like, I wish I would have been a better father. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also just see my older brother, you know, with four kids of his own and, and just being such an amazing father is, is is awesome to see, like all of the healing that came, you know, not just from the book, but it took a lot of work. But definitely that moment he reached out, my dad, you know when he reached out and said, I wish I would have been a better father. That meant a lot to me. How was that conversation when he reached out? Um, the conversation was, you know, it was, 
surprising because you know you see your phone ring and i don't get a lot of phone calls from my dad so it was like okay cool like what's up and then you know i just finished reading the book and i was like oh what'd you think you know not expecting much like no accountability i wasn't really expecting anything but to hear him say that was like it just it just healed a lot of the relationship you know we don't get a chance to see each other often but i think that that was a moment where i can say all right I, i do forgive you you know, and I think there's also very important for us to also, you know, keep in mind that you actually helped with the creation of the book by shooting the image in the front, right? Yeah. Tell me about that moment, how significant that moment was for you. That was special. I didn't get paid for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but hey, you know what I mean? It's for moms. Right, right. So, Mama Dukes. Yeah, that was a special moment because, you know, it was it was her vision. She, she wanted to do... Um, uh, a laundry basket with her dirty laundry and and then a pistol on top of the book or I'm sorry on top of the the laundry basket you know she's she's airing out her dirty laundry in this in this book um so then I brought in a, a good friend of mine named uh, Mark Croffel who is uh, an amazing just creative all around from directing to to just so much so he he came in and, and helped me do the set design and I took the picture and and then we uh yeah, we collaborated on the book cover. And that means a lot to me just as a photographer, being able to support my mom in such a way. So it was special. Yeah. And, you know, and you, you speak about that as well, right, where you had this almost epiphany, you know, where you had, you looked at your closet, you had 150 pairs of sneakers, you know, and you, you were asking yourself a lot of these tough questions of like, what is my purpose? Mm-hmm. You know, and can, you, can you just take us back into that space and that conversation and, and what really was that pivotal moment for you where everything just lit up? Yeah, I think the moment Have a Soul was thought of and born, you know, it was a gift from God for me. And but it came it was from a place of sadness. It was a place of self-pity. It was a place of just, you know, unknowing where I'm like, dude, what am I doing Okay, and then I'm constantly beating myself up with you're not smart enough to create your own business. You don't have a high school diploma. You never went to college. You don't belong in these rooms. You don't you know, it was just constant, just like, dude, self-doubt. Like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. And then when, you know, when you're like, well, I'm going to give away my my sneaker collection. And and originally it started off as like a, a photo photo series where, you know, I wanted to track the journey of. The tennis shoes, because, yeah. you know, if you think about uh, a pair like the De La Souls, I remember I got them at, at Hot Rod, which was a sneaker shop mm-hmm. in Westwood. And, you know, I, I remember back when I got them and, you know, I remember the journey. I remember what outfits I used to wear. So I thought it would be pretty cool to see, like, in a picture, just tracking the journey of a sneaker and um, where they ended up. So um, it was a special moment to just say, OK, cool, I'm going to give these up and 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 really just tell the story visually that's beautiful and you did something very particular and i want you to kind of talk a little bit more about that because after that you know you you know through through just me my research and just seeing you on so many other channels uh you packed your van Mm -hmm. you know tell us about that moment what you did next yeah i mean packed up the the ford explorer the 97 ford explorer and just hit the streets man and and try to give out shoes. And I remember the first person that I tried to give shoes to, uh, his name is Phoenix. And, you know, I walk up to him and, 
you sleep in, you know, but not really in a deep sleep. How how deep of a sleep can you be in living on the streets? And I asked Phoenix, I'm like, hey, man, what, what size shoe are you? And he's like, 13. And I'm like, I'm a 10 and a half, so I don't have a pair for him wow. in the moment. So I had hoodies. I remember early on, I was like, man, I'm going to give away everything that I don't use. So I got a pair of some, some wool socks, some hoodies, like some warm clothes. And so I, I tried to, you know, hey, Phoenix, you want this hoodie? You want these socks? He's like, yeah, but sit down. And he's like, you know, he says three things to me. And I'll, I'll move through the story quickly. But he's like, um, first thing I do when I sit down, he's like, don't trust that girl. And I'm like, what is that's a very odd thing to say. Mm-hmm. Does he not like women? And this is me just like thinking internally, like, does he not like women? Is he talking about his mom, his wife? What is he talking about? So I kind of just laugh it off. Yeah. Second thing he says, he's like, how are things with you and your father? And I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. Um, and just a couple of weeks before that, when I met Phoenix, my, my father nearly passed away mm-hmm. uh, from an overdose. He had a back injury and he started using again. So that was like crazy he was like make sure you call your dad you know what i mean i was like this is crazy what is going on then the third thing he says he's like what do you do for a living and i was like well i'm a photographer and then he asked me the question he's like have you ever been published i'm like damn phoenix man you're just going in on me today man i've never no no and he looks up at the sky and he's like don't worry i'm gonna tell him exactly what he needs to hear wow he comes back down he focuses on me says put your pictures on the internet and let everybody see them he flips over his change cup and he's like, um, this is all I have to my name. He's like, I can go to work right now. I can I can look up anything on a computer and, you know, they just won't give me a shot. He's like, so make sure you put your pictures out there. And I was like, okay, cool. So then we had like a 30-minute conversation and I leave and I'm like, okay, I got to get Phoenix to 13. So I took to social media. I was like, hey, guys, we need more sizes. I need a size 13. My friend Pierre was like, I got about 10 pairs of 13s I can give you. I was like, thanks, P. All right. So then I took them back. And when I saw Phoenix the next week, he was wearing the hoodie I gave him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, Phoenix. He was like, who are you? I was like, what do you, what do you mean? I'm, I just I gave you that hoodie last week. And he was like, this hoodie? I was like, I don't remember that. I just remember like the shadowy figure with a smile that passed it to me. He was like, I think I was, I think I was blacked out drunk. He was like, as a matter of fact, that was the, I remember that was the last day I had a drink. I haven't had a drink in seven days. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. So he was talking about the girl who he was correct about. He was talking about my father. He was talking about my career. All these things that were like really meaningful to me in that, in that moment. And uh, he was blacked out drunk the whole time. And then also looking at the sky, talking to God and, and delivering a message to me. And I was like, okay. This is my first time ever trying to give out shoes, just like not knowing what to do. And, and that's the, the, the story that I had. That was the moment I shared with this guy. And I was like, yo, this is, this is exactly where I need to be and what I need to do. So from there, just like, yeah, more shoes started coming in through social media from all over the states and had to get a, a storage unit, had to get, yeah. And then the business side started. That's amazing, man. Wow. Like, honestly, these are stories that, are, are super inspiring and you know if that's not god then i don't know who it was it was it, it, it definitely was because you know the first time you ever go out right you you run into a challenge where it just didn't fit yeah and almost it was a redirection to let you know like nah think bigger yeah. go bigger 
And I think that's super important for us to really think about because sometimes we, we you know, we need a team or God redirects us and God speaks through people. And mm-hmm. I think at this point, Phoenix was speaking on behalf of God, letting you know, like, yo, think bigger. And the so, fact that this all came full circle and that's what you're doing right now, that's a phenomenal thing. And I just can't be, you know, more than just inspired by it. I appreciate that, man. It's a good perspective too. you know, go bigger. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. I think for me is super important because uh, Phoenix literally paved the way, kind of just letting you know yeah. that, you know, this is the momentum you got to keep going. Yeah. So, you know, you pick up this momentum, social media is on you, mm-hmm. you reaching out to social media, collect all these shoes. You know, how did it go from one to now 40,000 along the way? Yeah. Uh, and before I, I just have to think about the name of Phoenix, you know, from the ashes, you know. Oh, I mean? wow. Like, yeah. Yeah. His name. So Yo, we're, we're really tapping into all. Oh, come on, man. Right now, man. We it was really crazy. Doing, it, was, yeah. it was a great moment. So from that one moment, you know, then we started just giving out shoes out the back of my Explorer, finding moments to wear, you know, I never wanted to like push sneakers on people. Um, that were living on the streets. So it would just be like individuals that asked me for some change and I would redirect and just say, no, I don't have any money, but maybe I have an extra pair of shoes for you. And they would be like, oh, cool. So we would lace them up and it would be one pair at a time. And, you know, after a while, the one pair at a time was too slow of a process because, you know, donations are pouring in from all over. And, you know, I got this storage unit that's a 10 by 10 and it's like, okay, cool. Um, And it's not as easy to give out shoes as you you might think. It's like, okay, here's shoes, here's shoes. Like we want to make sure that it's something that they love. We want to make sure that we are, um, you know, highlighting their dignity and and not like, you know, and as a photographer, I want to share their stories if they will allow me. That's a, that's a a slippery slope. Also, it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, I don't want to, you know, it's you don't need to take a picture to, to receive shoes from me, but I just again I just wanted to capture the moment and share that story and what I was going through. Um so then the next event was gonna be Have a Soul on Wheels, which through my my production days, I reached out to Hollywood Galpin and you know, I was like, Hey, is it is it possible that I can rent a, a cube truck from you? Of course, yeah. So they gave us a, a huge discount because they know that we're we're you know doing something that's that's um for the homeless community. So from there it was all right, cool, we're gonna load all these shoes, we're gonna put men's on one side, we're gonna put women's on one side of the truck, and then we're gonna pull up to an area and then work out of the side door, you know, because I knew that I never want large crowds to see the inventory that we're bringing because you know, then it's like I think the worry of not getting a pair kicks in for some people. So then that amplifies the energy in, in the event. So like having everything closed off and then just providing a choice of one, two, um, that seemed to work for us early on. And, and we, uh, yeah, we just started giving out shoes, um, for have a soul on wheels. Um, that, that then kind of turned into like, man, I want to do this all over the country. So, you know, from there, I was like, man, I want an RV and I want a trailer and I want to take 20,000 pairs across the United States. Mm. I was like, well, that's probably going to cost $150,000 with gas, rentals, and, and I could be overshooting it. But that was just like, wow, that's a big scale budget. And I was like, nah, 
how can we scale that down? So I ended up for my first road trip, we went to the Bay Area, Portland, and then Utah, Salt Lake City. And we just rented a minivan. And, you know, I took this, you know, 20,000 pair idea and scaled it down to 250. And we just hit the, hit the road. And that's, um, you know, have a soulful trip. And we're just like cruising through other people's neighborhoods, getting to know people. And it was it was awesome. Like our first road trip was, I think, four or five months into starting it. So you can imagine, like, we're moving pretty fast. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, people would – it was interesting because, like, you know, people were like, how can I help? Oh, you're coming – I'll post the map. I'm like, okay, cool. We're coming to Portland in, in 20 days. How can I help? And I'd ask. I'm like, well, we kind of need a place to stay. Mm-hmm. And then they'd be like, all right, cool. You can stay with us. And there was no, like, vetting process or anything. We just, like, cool. They want to help, and they got an extra room. Let's do it. So then, like, that was – a part of the the story like people would help us by giving us a room and then like they're cooking us what do you like to eat and then we're having din- dinner with strangers wow yeah so it's fun man it was like super fun and just like really organic and you know moments that i'll never forget you know it's all on our social media so sometimes i'll kind of scroll back and be like dang man when we were in portland that one year or when we went to dallas or when we made it all the way to miami or when we went to philly for you know after kobe had passed and you know, it's like you just start to scroll through and, and, and relive these memories. But, yeah, man, it's just, you know, it started with one pair. One pair. And that's what you guys have been doing for so much. And I think that one pair also did a lot for you as well in terms of just building that confidence. Right? Mm-hmm. Just being able to accept people. And like you said, these new experiences that came along the way. You know, and one of the components that you really tap into in addition to the road trips and what you do for every city and donating the shoes across the, uh, the country is you provide so much back to the youth, right? Have us all for success. I know you just concluded that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, youth is so important to you, you know? So can you tell, tell us a little bit more about why that is? Yeah. I mean, the youth are, they're important to me simply because I was there. You know, I, I feel like my childhood was, uh, wasn't perfect. So, um, I like to give my experiences away to these young people so that, you know, if they're going through something similar, that they can redirect. Um, and, yeah, Have a Soul for Success is our, our paid internship. We actually just finished our third annual um, program where, you know, we, we invite interns into our space. We give them the keys to a nonprofit being Have a Soul. From there, we assign roles. So we got like social media marketing. We have um, inventory manager, volunteer coordinator, donor outreach. And then we, we give them the opportunities to produce their own have a soul events, uh, giving back to, to organization and causes that are meaningful to them. Um, and then in the middle of all that, I think that where the value comes in is where we bring in guest speakers to speak on financial literacy. We do resume building, mm-hmm. Um, you know, this, this year we did a yoga workshop. Um, we also did a, a, um, art therapy workshop where we're just really tapping into their, their creativity. Um, and, you know, just feeding them, um, feeding them, yeah, creative outlets, you know, and then they have access to our networks and, and, and get to do so much through this, this six week program all while getting paid. Wow. That's an amazing thing. You know, and you touch upon, you know, mental health and yoga and all these mm-hmm. forms of healing, right? 
Uh, I know you just mentioned that, you know, you also kind of uh, started therapy in your journey through yeah. that. Um, can you just tell us a little bit more about how how that's going for you within that healing journey? Yeah, it's it's an ongoing journey that shouldn't stop, you know, healing and and trying to be better than the previous days. You know, how can I be better today than, you know, than I was yesterday? So therapy is great. Um glad that I have an outlet and somebody that I can trust to speak to. And it's not easy. You know, it's it's something that really comes with age and you'll have to to learn how to explore those those emotions and, you know, share them with people. But I think if you hold on to them, then that's disaster just waiting. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Ricky, you know, there's there's so much to really untackle, you know, but one in particular that really comes to mind is like the celebratory moments that you've had throughout your life. One in particular is your eighth year anniversary of Have a Soul, yeah. which is a, a beautiful accomplishment uh, to you and the rest of the team. Looking back, did you ever really dream that you would be here in this far? That's an interesting question because, you know, when I said the the words out loud, when I said have a soul, out loud for the first time it was like this is going to be really big mm. you know in that moment i grabbed all the social media um grabbed the website domain and i was like and they were all available they all, everything was available yeah so it was like okay special this is this have a soul it's like whoa this is crazy so yes i thought it was going to be big now did i think like would i ever be on the ellen show or traveling the country, working with like the Pacers or uh, different NBA teams, like those were all surprises. And I, I tell my friends this, like these are things that I, I never want to get used to, mm. you know, uh, being invited to a Dallas Mavericks game or a Pacers game via the the team uh, because we're doing work in their city. Like, I don't want to be like, oh, just another game. You know, I want to take in every moment and just have gratitude for those moments because they are so special to me, man. You know, there's just being able to to just work in that arena or, you know, with professional athletes or, you know, all the way to the youth. Like I just, I, I have so much gratitude for every single day. Yeah. What keeps you going? Um, There's always on some, I think what keeps me going is there's always something new. There's always something like an opportunity like this is, is, is really cool to be here, share this story, get to know new people, have new people from your your um, following reach out and say, oh, cool, man, I saw you from here. And then just knowing that it came from um, home edit. Shout out to the <laughs> home edit. You know, it's like, <laughs> hey, real, you know yeah, what I mean? Really. And shout like, out. To, to just everything yeah it's it's so cool to see that so to have have your wife you'd be like yo you need to connect with them and then from that moment you're in new york and hey i'm gonna be traveling to la cool and then six weeks you know oh, i'll be there in six weeks and in six weeks like oh, i'll be there next week oh i'm here so it's like it's just dope to watch everything unfold so new moments really keep me going you know what and that and that's inspiration for all of us because you know sometimes you you have to bet on yourself, right? If I didn't reach out to you, then this probably wouldn't have happened, mm -hmm. you know, but it also attests to who you are as a person. If you weren't so inviting, this probably wouldn't have happened either. You know, literally when I DM'd you, you immediately responded back and I'm like, there's no way it was meant to be, <laughs> you know? And I, I, I literally feel like this is a moment that I appreciate so much because 
I was looking forward to this conversation so much because I'm like, yo, we really made this happen from one DM from the home edit to on the screen to in person. But I think the energy we are experiencing in real time is, is one that, you know, is something I value the most. I appreciate that. You know appreciate saying? that. But in the last couple of questions here, as we wrap up, uh-huh. um, I have to ask, did you ever reconnect or have a chance to reconnect with Becky? She actually passed away from cancer, mm. uh, but had family members um, reach out to me via Facebook and just them knowing the story, seeing what these two pairs of shoes did for me as a kid. They're like, yeah, that's Becky, right? That's that's her. She'd be very proud. So indirectly knowing from her family that they're proud of the movement that she helped create without even knowing it is uh, special to me. Wow. You know, and one of my favorite quotes is, uh, you know, the meaning of life is to find your gift and the purpose of life is to give it away. Mm-hmm. And I sit that with so many times because I, too, ask myself tough questions of like, what is my purpose in life? Mm-hmm. You know, and what is my why? I think so many viewers out there today, wherever walks you are in life, we ask ourselves that really tough question, mm-hmm. you know, and for someone who who asked in the tough question, you were able to reveal that, you know, through conversations of God and being able to just see unfold, you know, is there anything you can share to those who may still be seeking their purpose or their mission in life? Yeah, I think my advice for that would be to and I was just talking to my wife about it this morning, is she has this brilliant idea that's very large scale. And uh, my advice to her was, okay, this is great. We'll get there. But if if we were going to start tomorrow, how could we scale it down and do it? So, for example, the the road trip with the RV, 20 different city tour, you know, and, and not being able to fund that, we were able to fund a smaller one with 250 pairs. So I told her, I was just like, how can you start tomorrow, scale it down and think about it that way just to get it started? Because once you start, or if you're thinking on the bigger picture, I think that that might slow you down at times because you don't think that you can get there tomorrow, but at least you can take one baby step to the smaller scale scale version of what you want to do and at least start. And then once you start the momentum, there's no stopping you. So I feel like encouraging her to do that. Um, just start at some point, just start so you can, you can start that large scale, making your way to the large scale vision that you have. Step by step. So, yeah. You know, and shout out to her because I feel her energy here. She's in in the building today. So, whoop, whoop. you know, um, you know, I definitely want to take this moment right here as we wrap up to, to really, you know, give you your flowers. We do this on a show. Uh, because it's important for us to highlight, you know, people like yourself who Thank are really you. changing the game. They're really cha- changing people's lives, you know, through the comfort and through the inspiration of like sneakers and donating sneakers. But it's so much more than that, right? It's a movement. It's so much that it, you're able to plant a seed for somebody to then evolve and become into somebody similar that happened to you. Mm. So I want to take this time to really give you your flowers for all that you're doing for the community, for Appreciate the countless of lives that you have inspired, but will continue to inspire along, along your way. That means a lot. And I it, it definitely I have um, a lot of respect for what you do and, and the courage and the, just the, you know, you found inspiration to reach out. So I, I really feel like it started there. So I, I thank you and would love to 
take some of these flowers and split them with you. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? I appreciate that. Yes. But yes. you know what? We, we always turn it back to the guests and ask the question of who would you give your flowers to? Let's go ahead and give my flowers uh, to my older brother, you know, for the fact that, you know, that I've seen him become so great with his discipline to be a, um, an amazing father himself, you know, because we didn't have the right childhood at all, you know, and it was tough. So to, to watch that um, him grow, uh, that's the first person I would uh, give flowers to. And then, you know, of course, my mom, shout out her because she's just uh, uh, an amazing, inspiring woman that has done so much for Have a Soul and myself. So yeah. Yeah, hopefully I can split those flowers up and share them with my family. Absolutely. Can't wait to, you know, pick up your mom's book as well and kind of tune in, tap into that, you know. And, you know, Ricky, for just the last question here for mm -hmm. all the viewers today, you know, what message do you want to share with them? And how do we also best support you moving forward? Yeah, if you want to reach out to Have a Soul, you can check out the website or Instagram handle, which is Have a Soul, H-A-V-A-S-O-L-E, um, also .com. Um, yeah, if you're looking to find inspiration, purpose, passion, you know, I would say start with your passion and, and then try to reach out and find your purpose. No matter what you do with your life, purpose is going to include being kind and, and serving others. So, you know, if it's you're doing music and you say, this is my purpose, I'm supposed to reach these these people through my music, tap into, okay, how is this going to serve people? You know, ask yourself that question. If it's, you know, whatever that purpose might be, just know that it's going to include helping people. That's where you'll find purpose. Passion can be everything. Basketball. I was passionate about basketball, photography, and and sneakers and all that right but it, it didn't really fulfill me so it wasn't until i gave away my sneaker collection that's when i found purpose so you're on the right track with your passion but serve people and then you'll be able to introduce everything that you are passionate about into your purpose and now i i get to travel the country and give away shoes to people take pictures and and, and do incredible things like this so this it's uh amazing and it's a start a long journey ahead, bro. Yeah, you know. You know what I'm saying? And I can't wait to see that. I can't wait to continue following your journey as well. Thank you. Um, but again, I just appreciate the time today. And thank you so much for just for your energy and just being here. Yeah. Uh, an absolute pleasure, man. Thank you. Absolutely. My thank man. You. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, there you have it. That was Off the Cuff with Ray Diaz.